Hey you guys, welcome to Athlete on Fire. Today we're going to get right into it with my buddy Aaron Lambert, Masters in uh, Science and exercise, sci uh, exercise Science. He trains at a facility back in Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, he's currently working with lots of power athletes, lots of team sport athletes, um, a little bit of adult fitness type stuff, but we're going to get on here uh, at least every week or so and just chat about our weeks in the industry and things that we're learning, um, still learning after 20 years. We've both been in this industry for 20 years coaching and really care about our athletes and and uh anytime something new comes up we, we're going to share it on the show but we are uh, also lifelong friends we, we were buddies in in undergrad and grad school he came out to colorado and lived with me for a while and we've just been really really good friends for a long time so this show's going to start off kind of mid-conversation i'm opening up something and then we get into some of the exercise science stuff and training principles and just things that are going on in life and everything so it was a fun chat it'll get better as we as we keep moving along you guys will also hear from uh, Lauren, my wife, uh, and Sammy Achtenberg, who are also coaching, or Sammy Schultz, who's, who are also coaching on the platform. So um, take a listen, let me know what you think, and thanks a lot for listening. Appreciate it, guys. I'm going to unbox here. Dispatch. What do you think that is? I have no clue. Oh. Is it some runner thing? You tell me. Hmm? You tell me. It's got to be. Is this something to hold your ears back while you run so you're more oh, aerodynamic? All I had, jackass. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Fixed I like that. I actually wouldn't mind having someone run today. I was running oh, in the middle of I'm in the middle of nowhere, dude. And like, your imagination goes just a little bit too far. You know how it is out in the woods. Yeah. I saw moose tracks. I saw what might have been cat tracks. I can tell because it's too much snow. I saw a huge buck. You can hear a pin drop out there. It's just wild. Dude, do you not have a weapon when you're running out there? No. Yeah, right here. Yeah, that's a real weapon there, Jones. <laughs> No, I try to work up some BO by the time I see anything dangerous, just raise the alarm pit at me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I bet that works great. It's amazing. <laughs> How's your week, dude? It was good, man. It was good, you know. Had some good lifts myself, and kids seemed to do well this week. And Had one slight injury. Thought we were going to make it through the week without an injury, but. You or somebody else? No, not me. Is one of one of the kids, and it's it's you know it's the stuff that like it's just random. Like he's in the uh, the turf area, and like he's just working on his footwork drills. He's a soccer guy, soccer guy, so he's you know I don't really know what he's doing, but anyway, I was just standing there because he needed me to stand there to just kind of be in the way. Yeah, and he's not even going full speed, man. And like he gets, he does what the footwork drill he needs to do gets by me. And then I heard like this pop Oh no! and I turned around and he was on the floor and I thought he just fell. And like he landed on one of the cones and I thought it was the cone that popped, mm. but he was just holding his ankle. That's not good. So, but I mean, he's going to be all right. So and you heard the whole thing. Yeah. Like it was just us two in there and like, I'm standing there. He's, probably going half speed uh is this better by the way 
Yeah, it's a lot better. Holy crap. I forgot my mic was on his sitting on the dang floor. There All right. But, you know, he's good. They'll rehab for three or four weeks and he'll be all right. Just sprain or what? They said, because we got him in. And the, the thing is, is the kid has been hurt before. So he was at uh, one of the PT clinics before. So we sent him there. Um, he, they were able to get him in that day or today. And he just. Oh, my gosh, wife. I told you I was on calls. I love you so much also. Yeah, because you know she's hearing this. She's going to hear this podcast. I know. <laughs> I had to clean it up at the end there. She's head home. Nice cover. Yes. Yeah, man. Those in- I mean, that injury was on him, right? He was just working on stuff on his own. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, you know, I think a lot of people think that don't train or whatever. They have the misconceptions that, like, you just get hurt doing stupid stuff or stuff you're not supposed to be doing. And I think you know as well as I do, a lot of the stuff when people get hurt, it's like the most random stuff ever. They don't get hurt on the real, the big stuff because your yeah. eyes are on them so intently. Most yeah. random stuff ever. Stepping off a box, weird. Yeah. I, th- I lost um, two or three clients, not full, not forever, but like uh, some of my yeah. running clients. Yeah. Uh, around the country from stepping off, like they all did the exact same thing. They stepped off of either a curb or their back deck and they weren't paying mm-hmm. attention and they tweaked ankles and knees for yeah a month at a time crazy stuff i don't know you first of all from a business standpoint uh pushing people beyond reasonable limits in the gym uh doesn't make sense because the potential for injury and yeah and uh you know hurt people aren't paying you for the for, for your services <laughs> so it's it doesn't benefit it doesn't benefit us. It doesn't benefit coaches who, who um, are strength coaches at bigger universities and stuff to have hurt athletes. It doesn't benefit anybody. So yeah. usually, usually it is just a fluke thing. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Now, one thing working with the, the younger ones, you know, because they think they know everything. They weren't like us when we were younger and we actually did know everything. But, <laughs> you know, you tell them something two or three times, but they think they're smarter than you. So they, continue doing it. sometimes you just got to sit back and watch it happen not necessarily them get hurt but like them fail miserably yeah there's a lesson to you be uh, there's a lesson about to be learned you just yeah and you're just like uh this is going to happen because they're not listening and oh, they're i know. remember one okay so remember the hit center in huntington of course right so yeah this place me and lambert you kind of learned how to train really yeah. So uh, I was watching this kid one time. So it was it sounded very similar to where you're at right now. Like we would work one-on-one or in small groups with athletes out in like this warehouse, really nice little space. Um, and then sometimes they'd stay around and get extra work in, throw, hit, whatever. There's batting cages, all that stuff. I was watching this kid from the little side door. So I was probably 15 yards away and he, he was approaching the landmine, uh, you know, the Olympic bar that goes into the little, the yeah. little base for people who are listening and you can do all kinds of different ranges on these things and really rotational. It's just kind of a fun machine, but they have these grips that you can put on there so you can get some different angles. And the, uh, it had like a bent over row grip where it's wide grip outside your knees and you get a good squat and you're going to pull the weight up to your chest, but you got to put plates on there. And he, he didn't use bumper plates. He's using like heavy, sharp metal plates that you would use for like bench and stuff. I watched this kid prep himself to do one rep for like a minute and a half 
like kind of talking to himself, hitting himself in the chest, uh, like breathing heavy. And I was just like, what's going to happen here? I, 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 the only thing that could have happened is what did happen. And it wasn't going to kill, kill the kid, but he got so psyched up that his first rep, he pulled so hard. He didn't account for the length of the 45 pound plate on the bar. And he hit himself right over his eyebrow. He did one rep, <laughs> dropped it and just started bleeding out of his uh, eyebrow for about two or three minutes until he, we got some, uh, a little butterfly. Yeah. I wasn't working with the kid. I was just watching it. It was like, holy crap. But you see that happen. Like you, you could have told him a hundred times that he shouldn't be approaching mm-hmm. it like that, but he had yeah. to, had to figure it out. Unfortunately. Oh yeah. What are you working on with, with your own training stuff right now? Right now I'm kind of doing like a, um, like a small bulk. Cause I went for, I don't know. This is long, like not necessarily cut, but you know, a lot more cardio stuff, doing a lot of EMOMs. And um, I kept my bait, you know, the the big compound lifts the same, but everything outside of that, EMOMs, AMRAP stuff, more cardio-based, moving quick, lifting, um, stuff like that. So now, um, for a month, I started the bulk. And then the second month, the last – this will be the last month I do it. So now I've moved into like doing each body part um, two times a week. Yeah. It's kind of and, a heavy, just kind of a heavy bulk. Yeah, lots, of, lots of heavy, like the big compound lifts. I'm unless I'm, you know, in my warm up sets, um, I'm not doing anything really over three reps. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. That feels good every once in a while. Yeah. And, you know, switch it up the two leg days, you know, obviously I just did regular barbell squat. Second leg day, I switched it up to box squat, um, pauses at the bottom. Not as heavy, but feeling heavy because you got that pause and you just got to go straight from a seated position straight up. So, you know, stuff like that and bench, regular bench the first day. And today I did it again and it was pause reps. So sit it on my chest, stay engaged for a second and then explode it up from a dead stop, stuff like that. Nice. Do you work out alone? Do you work out alone usually? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do you have like a period of the day where you're just, you're able to work alone or like, how's yeah, it like after the morning clients, um, and there's like a little brief period where I'm usually in there by myself for a little bit. Um, and I get the big lifts out of the way. And then some of the older college kids might filter in and then I have a couple of adults that come in. Um, they do more circuit style stuff. So if I can get done with my, my big lifts, the compound lifts, bench, squat, deadlift, I can finish up while they're doing like their circuits. Um, cause it's not anything like huge lifts or anything for the, the adults anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's More pretty, it's, yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's cool. Yeah. I like working out by myself at home, but then I, I, I always have a, uh, one or two buddies that I can get in there to push some heavier stuff around. Yeah. Cause I just started lifting heavy again. I, I was just missing it, man. Yeah. Um, doing so much endurance stuff, but I've always, I've always kind of late October, early November till about March. I've always yeah. lifted. I've always lifted more. It's just, yeah. it's kind of like the season. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, like if I'm going to try to work to something that I know I'm going to need a spot for, and the only one I'm really need a spot for is bench. Um, I'll wait till I know somebody's going to be in there that I can get a spot. Yeah. Or like, I know how to dump it if I know I can't get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, if no you're li- if you're listening, what he's talking about is uh, generally speaking, if you're going to put weight where it's on top of your body and it could come down on you, and you're by yourself, and, and this is only for really experienced, uh, I would say really experienced lifters. Um, you leave the collar off. You make sure that you, yeah. you you make sure you're disciplined enough to keep the weight weight balanced and if you do get in trouble, you're able to kind of pull the weights or let the weights kind of go into the floor without hurting yourself. But even saying that, like, I, I almost hesitate to say that because somebody's going to be listening to this be like, oh, that's what I can do. do, do, do. Like, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that's for an emergency. It's not for like, yeah. you're not doing one rep maxes for that style of stuff. It's just for like, a, it's for flukes, like, yeah. pretty much. so, but yeah, still on your own. You don't want to have collars on there unless you're 1000% sure you're getting it off your chest. Yeah off the ground if you're doing something else i a lambo so you had uh you had some you had some little topics i thought it'd be fun to talk about some topics and because we're both huge sports geeks we got to talk about uh we got we got to make picks for this weekend just because it's fun and football's almost over and uh we both suck at making picks anyway uh so i so what were a couple i have a couple topics for sure one of them has to do with an uh an antibiotic my buddy's wife was prescribed to take for a bacterial infection and it led into something else that was a little more serious that I think would be kind of interesting to talk about for even just a couple minutes. Uh, and then another one was a client runner who was having some issues and uh, we had some miscommunication to say the least. We came to yeah. a good solution, but I, I don't, it's a really good uh, anecdotal for people. So yeah, I want to listen to this. So you mentioned something about that in the text, and I, I was really interested to hear what you got to say. What, what went on? All right. So uh, one of my clients, she's actually got the same last name as me. She's up in Anchorage, Alaska. She's training for her first ultra marathon, and uh, she's training for her first ultra in Anchorage, which is it's a brutal place to to train through the winter, as you can imagine. All right. Before you go any further, yeah, this, the guys that I know that are listening on this. Tell them what an ultra marathon is. How long is it? Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we won't uh, do that. So anything, anything over a marathon is considered ultra. So, tw- okay. you know, marathons twenty six point two miles, 20, 27 would be considered that. But most people, most people say like the, the distance that that counts for your first would be like a fifty k because it's five miles longer than than a marathon. So it feels it feels uh, significant. And then most ultras are done on trails. So your your pace is on road running and all this stuff does not it doesn't even compare to to pacing on trails because it's just more more challenging so she's she's training for one of these 50ks it's out in uh the western part of colorado like in the desertous part it's really pretty and uh vertical 4200 feet you gain over the over the 31 miles and and she's a she's a beginner at this stuff and she, she had a little bit of a base um usually when you're training new ultra runners you only well, at least my style like i like to get them up to around that mid 20 miles per week uh for a month before you really start adding any volume it's, it's very similar to lifting periodization i mean if yeah. you looked if you looked at uh, a graph of of the volume increase for lifting versus mileage it, it would look you wouldn't even know what your x and y axis was on that stuff yeah. um so very similar um down cycle weeks just like lifting all this stuff uh but yeah, so, so we're ramping her up. It's hard. She works night shift. She's in college, um, full-time, full-time work, all this stuff, like all these variables. Right. And she has trouble with insomnia, which is awful in Alaska, which I, have you ever seen that movie insomnia with Al Pacino? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
It makes me so sleepy because <laughs> they shoot it like it's all blurry half the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so I'm picturing her like running in that mental state. Anyway, long story short, she's been having some issues with, with her knee and she's been having a hard time articulating what it was and like scope of practice. Anyway, even if she was in town, I would, my advice always with these initial little, just annoying injuries that could get worse, but probably um, are just a, a faction of increasing volume and uh, getting used to it. It would be go to PT that knows athletes. You go, you go to an orthopedic doctor, you know, they're going to, they're going to order up x-rays or MRIs and then, and then they're going to refer you to a PT. So you might as well go get some basic tests done and see, see what your range is, see what your, you know, where you're weak, what, what your imbalances are and have these guys either put their hands on you and, and work on you a little bit, or at the very least give you some movements that you can do to improve your situation or, you know, give your coach or trainer, like me and Lambert's kind of role, give us contraindications, like things that you absolutely can't or shouldn't be doing. Cause mm-hmm. very, very rarely the answer is to stop moving. It's just, it's, it's very rare, especially with chronic kind of injuries. So, so we were going back and forth and I was, and I'm waiting for her to go to the PT and Amy, if you listen to this, this is all out of love, buddy. Um, so I'm waiting for her to go to the PT because we're texting back and forth. Oh, she got x-rays. She's going to take it to the PT. I'm using PT as my verbiage. And then I get a message. Hey, I got some bad news. Doctor says I can't run for a couple weeks. I'm paraphrasing because it's a long text. Doctor yeah. says I can't run for a couple weeks. Um, I have uh, this much spacing in my hips. I got some issues with my vertebrae. And like just the verbiage I knew pretty, pretty early on, it was not a PT or a doctor. It was, yeah. a, it was probably a chiropractor, which it was. Um, and not throw chiropractors on the bus or anything like that. It's just in my experience, working with PTs that work with runners and endurance athletes it just gets people back out there quicker. So we go through this whole thing and like, I have to try to read between the lines and what the heck she's telling me because we're texting and she's texting me in the middle of the night and then I'm texting her early in the morning. She's sleeping. We weren't really able to catch up. Anyway, long story short, she finally got to go to the, the sports PT this week and she sent me a message kind of overviewing exactly what I thought, which is like a little bit of IT band stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. Glutes aren't firing, firing like they need to. Pretty common stuff for runners who are just getting out there and, you know, without being able to look at people running and you know give them tips in real time that's the one challenge with virtual coaching like in programming you can't Mm -hmm. you can't coach them up so it was just it was still you know i've been doing this for 20 years it's one of those things like uh that's never happened i i've always been able to communicate pretty quickly with my client and who they go see and and a lot of times the the physical therapist will send me the recommendations directly so we we don't have any middleman and there's not anything lost in translation but it was just another good lesson on like, I don't, I didn't feel like I was assuming stuff. Um, but I knew when she wrote that text that she was supposed to stop running for two weeks, like from what she told me and from hearing about people with all these injuries over and over and over in a career, this stuff, I knew it wasn't right. So I think that's just uh, for other coaches out there and, and athletes um, go, go the easiest route to just get some good information first. And then you can go do the big stuff. If you absolutely need it, if you really need to go to a doctor and get your MRI and all that stuff, but these PTs are good, man. That's what I would say. Have you had any similar experiences before? I have. Um, one thing I will say, you know, cause lifting as much as we do in our training here, you know, you'll have a lot of back issues. Um, yeah. And we work with a really, really, really good chiropractor here because he's not just one of those, come in, I'm going to pop you in and you're gone. Right. You know what I mean? 
he's actually diagnosing the situation and figuring things out. And I've gone to him myself. Um, and it was more of, Hey, this is what's going on. Now for me, he said, this was, this is your issue. This is why you're having this issue. I believe you know what to do to fix this issue as far as mobility and things like that. Work on that for a couple of weeks. Keep doing what you're doing that doesn't bother you. Come back to me and then we'll reassess then. And for me, it was, you know, as soon as I started doing those things that I knew I should, because it was my psoas was tight. That's tough. So I just had to loosen it up. And it was, you know, and I'm not a big stretch it out for 25 minutes before I lift kind of guy. But for a couple of weeks, I had to be that guy. Yeah. Even when, you know, I'm not really working anything around that area. It was every day. And sure enough, work, went in, saw him. He was, keep doing it. You don't have to do it as much. It's loosened up a lot. Keep rolling. And we've sent a lot of athletes to him. And then also, you know, they've gone to PTs. Um, one of the young ladies that comes in all the time, she's been coming to the gym for a long time. She's in PT school now. And, you know, I've had conversations with her before and asked her how it's going and just knowing how active she is, how, you know, she knows all the lifts. She's very in shape. She's very health conscious. She knows movement. She's played sports. That's she said that helps me when I'm dealing with the athletes. Dude, that's such a good point. Cause that's yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, there's so many PTs that you can find yeah. someone that's doing the the activities that you enjoy. And like, yeah. If you can't find somebody who's a runner or who lifts or has played sports, if you're an athlete, uh, just keep looking. You'll find somebody that, yeah. that does all those things, or at least that's worked with these people for for long periods of time. I've yeah. I've seen PTs and workout classes, and and I've trained plenty of physical therapists that don't move very okay. well. And for me, it's just a red flag. Like you need you need to have some some basic skills um, athletically to be able to really understand what's going on. A lot of times, and then yeah. the chiropractor it's, thing, you know, it's it's a different mentality too. Mm. I, I've, you know, I've, I don't, you know, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but to me, like in any aspect, whether it's PT or being a doctor or whatever, and you've never played sports or done anything really, really, really competitive in that arena, I feel it would be hard to relate to uh, a high level athlete or a very competitive person in athletics to get them to do what you want to do. Cause you don't understand their mentality and they don't understand where you're coming from either. Yeah. So, yep. I've always, uh, I've always been able to do or show like 99% of the stuff that I want my athletes to do. The thing yeah. that, you know, like some flexibility stuff I'm not great at. And like, you know, you explain that before you get into it, but, and then yeah. I think the fact that the, the chiropractor that you went to worked really well. And I, I, the, the takeaway for me is if they're PT, personal trainer, or chiro, whatever you're, we're talking about, massage therapist, if yeah. there's some kind of maintenance that they're trying to sign you up for, that's, that's kind of the red flag. Like, oh, yeah. this is the issue. I need to see you two or three days a week for the next two months. Like, that's a red flag. Usually, if they give you things to do when you're not there, that's a really good sign because a lot of times your body just needs to move differently and, and get stronger yeah. in different ways. So that's huge. No, it's a good, oh, yeah. it's a good conversation because so many people are, have a hard time navigating where, where to go, how to start, how to do it without breaking the bank. There's just so many factors to it, but we can probably talk about that more down the road. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if, you're, if you're going to train, 
you know, and then I feel like if you're listening to this podcast and um, you follow Jones over here and, or you follow me or any Lauren or Sammy or anybody, you know, you're obviously involved in that. So you don't want to stop moving. You want to keep moving. Like, and injuries are going to happen. Things are going to get tight. Things are going to get sore. Things are going to hurt. So you need to have like people around you that can tell you what it's going on, whether it's a PT or a Cairo or massage therapist, like you said, because it's going to happen. You're never going to like keep going through everything and everything's perfect all the time. And if it is, well, then you're just not really pushing yourself. Yep. It's so. true. I mean, you see so many adults that get into to different disciplines of sport when they get older and uh, yeah. they think like the first injury is, is a big deal. Like nobody wants to be hurt, but uh, yeah, nobody it's, it's just part of the deal. All right. So let's switch it up a little bit. So I was going to tell you, let me tell you my other story and then we'll get into to your things that you sent me over earlier. So one of my best friends out here, his wife, who I'm really good friends with as well. Like it's one of the families we do a lot of adventuring with because we all uh, raise our kids very similar, similarly. Anyway, his wife was prescribed ciproflaxin, which is an antibiotic. It's a general antibiotic. And it's really, really strong. And it just kind of attacks everything. And uh, he gave me a call. He's like, hey, I'd like you to talk to her. She's dealing with some tendinopathy. Um, So I researched a little bit on what it is. I I sent a message to my cousin who's who's, uh, a PT. And his his finger's on the pulse of all the stuff. And uh, so apparently with this and a lot of antibiotics, it it creates... um, tendinopathy in in lots of your ligaments and tendons throughout your throughout your body so you have compromised structural system and uh what my cousin was telling me is a lot of times they don't catch it until uh you rupture a tendon and and the most common tendon to rupture in the situation is the achilles tendon which is just kind of wild so you know like i've dealt with plenty of athletes have like achilles tendon like myself achilles tendonitis once a year kind of flares up. It's annoying as I'll get out. You got your tennis elbow and your golfer's elbow. Those are all considered tinnitus or tendinopathy. They, I don't know how they interchange those terms anymore, but, um, and usually the, the knowledge that I've been given from, from most PTs and, and doctors is load, load the joint, uh, manual stimulation, get blood flowing, foam roll, do all the things to get blood to the, to the source so that it can heal a little bit better and then work on some imbalances. Like if your movements aren't there, so just researching this thing and then seeing how the term tendinopathy uh, applied to the whole structure of her, of her body, like not feeling good. And like she went for an easy jog and what was easy two weeks ago, like most of her joints were overwhelmingly kind of achy and painful, which is just crazy. So I don't know, it's one of those things when you're getting prescribed stuff because you're trying to get out of a certain pain, it's worth asking that extra question or two to see what the side effects are and if if the trade-off is worth it because even though it's probably somewhat rare if, it, if it's a potentiality man you just don't want to go through something like that just from taking a couple like she only took three or four pills so yeah. like, probably a day and a half i don't know I thought, I thought it was wild you never expect something like that to happen when it's just like a general antibiotic especially oh i know yeah. so it was just a general strong it, it doesn't focus on any particular part of your body it just kind of full 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 send on that thing but that's kind of crazy just kind of like weird medical things this week in my work anyway yeah 
So what do you have? Uh, you said there's some kind of new high high interval high intensity yeah. interval training thing. Yeah, like <clears throat> I saw it the other day. Apparently, it's been out for a little while, but it's now just it's like kind of catching on. Okay, I'm t- shut this door. The whole uh, the whole Jones clan just walked through the door, so the dog goes crazy. All right, what are you saying? Well, no, just like it's kind of catching on. It's called Zoo Z U U. Okay. All right. So I was looking at it, and I haven't got very deep into it, but you know, it's just like hit training, basically. Yeah. But I guess the reason they call it Zoo is like they try to incorporate a lot of animal type movements into it. Which, you know, it's body weight stuff. Yeah, that's all it is, and it's just different. Like it, it seems to me, and eventually, I'm not going to do it now. I want to wait till I get out of this phase of my lifting. But I'm going to try doing, uh, try doing one of them because it it looks kind of weird, but it looks kind of cool too. Yeah, and I mean, just I forget what they called one of them, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, that's just a burpee. You know what I mean? Something else, yeah. But they call it, which is fine. But there are other movements that I saw um, that I don't know. This kind of looked intriguing. There's been a few uh, businesses over the years kind of pop up talking about natural movements. Yeah. Get back to the wild, and people would go to these conferences for like five thousand bucks for three three day weekend. Mm-hmm. Like San Diego, and and the instructors would take them out to to a grass field and teach them how to crawl yeah and how to climb a tree yeah. i was yeah. like hey dude you can you can come up to my house for five thousand bucks i'll teach you how to climb a tree <laughs> <laughs> no doubt man no i mean i don't think i know what you're talking about i know those things like i think it's just a different fun name fun different type of movements there are variations um of different movements that have been done forever but you know I'll give it a shot. We'll see what's up. So do they do they put it in with like traditional gym stuff and then they mix mix it in as part of the intervals or what? When I was reading about it, they said you could add like light weights to some of the movements. I didn't get very in depth with it. You know, I was just reading a, a few different overviews from a free a few different sites um, instead of just going to one. You know, I like to look at a bunch of different ones and see whatever a lot of different people have to say. But, um, I don't know, man, like it looks kind of cool. I mean, it looks like it's going to kick your ass, oh, yeah. but just anything will. So yeah. One of the, on our video service, actually, you probably haven't seen yet. Cause it's one of the first 10 videos that I did for the platform. Yeah. And it's just called bear crawl core and it's just yeah. a brutal, I'll have to send it to you or find it. <clears throat> you could probably just type in search, but you, Basically, yeah. you, you mark off 10 yards, and then b- between every movement, you bear crawl 10 yards forward, 10 yards backward, which if you've never done a backward bear crawl or uphill bear crawl, like it's just really, really tough. Um, and then there's there's a, a big set after every bear crawl. Every, mm-hmm. time, every time I prescribe it, I get so much profanity in my text messages. It's wonderful. Dude, doesn't that make you feel good? Like every mm-hmm. once in a while like I'll get those text messages of, of I can't move my <laughs> upper body. Cause every time I do, I cramp up. So F you. Uh, like, 
I love those text messages. They're my favorite. It's like gasoline, dude. It's my mm-hmm. And if you can yeah. get, and this is more common, if you can get like really unassuming, sweet, and I'll say typically women, because that, that getting the F-bomb from someone you've never uh, heard cuss before is just, uh, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it really is. Uh, here's a text uh, last week. Let's see here. It's coming. One second. I didn't think you texted me this much. A. He's he's a smart ass, actually. I said, hey, bro. This is a grown ass man. He's, this is not like a kid. He just messed around. I said, hey, what's up? Not being dramatic, but this is the source I have ever been in my life. This is pathetic. <laughs> I said, where at? He said, from my nips to my hip flexors. Sore to the touch. That was last week. Yeah, I love it. You can't do this for a whole career and not really enjoy making people hurt a little bit when yeah. you know they're going to come out on the other end stronger. And then, I don't know. I love I love hurt myself, especially if I can bring somebody with me along the way. It's fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. My, I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's been lifting heavy and just like I've been cramping. Like I'm just like killing water. And trying to constantly stretch because, you know, I haven't done like repeated heavy on everything in so long that it's just, it's killing me, but I love it, you know? Yeah. Feels good. What do you think? Uh, what's one thing that you that you haven't done physically that you think would, would make you uh, a better athlete, more fit, mentally tougher, whatever it is? Like, what's something that you haven't done on purpose because you know it's a weakness, but. Um. I wouldn't say I haven't done it, but I don't do it as much as I should. Um, I'm terrible at like pistol squats, man. But I know that like it would help my squat so much. And I avoid it just because, well, you know how bad my knees are. Yeah. And it's just, it's painful. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it, it just sucks to get through it. So I've been trying to do it a little bit more here and there, but I don't do it as much as I should. It's tough. Yeah. Do you do it with your heel up or flat or what? I kind of try to rotate it. And usually it's based on, I usually start flat footed when I do them, but sometimes the knees just aren't working. Yeah. And for some reason, if it's a day that it's like that, if I can elevate it, it's a little bit better and I can grind them out. But that makes sense. Yeah. Sweet, man. So what are you thinking about the project so far? I like it. Yeah? I like it. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. We got lots yeah. of good stuff on there. I got, uh, I'm creating a, uh, I'm creating a landing page for the stuff that you're doing. So it's going to be, uh, what am I naming it? But it's basically. Hey, you, look, you looked great in your, your picture you put up there today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you turn to the side, you look like all stoic and like, you know, a bunch of shit. <laughs> That's a couple. That picture is a couple years old. My sister took it one time because I had those shirts and they were new for my the little store. Yeah, but yeah, I do all my like I do ninety percent of my own design stuff. I've just learned how to do it all. We were hiring people early on, and I I just got tired of waiting for stuff to be yeah. done, and I just taught myself how to do all the crap. All right, what am I calling? Uh, oh, I'm calling it Strong from Home. Just a, a, another one of the uh, kind of mini 
training where it's just going to be based on heavier stuff and technique, like a lot of stuff that you're diving into? Well, look, hey, the one thing, and I try to say it on all the videos that I put up there, because, and I'm sure that, you know, we're reaching a wider number of your audience initially. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people have done those things, those movements before, but there's some that aren't. And, you know, you can reach out to me because I don't, my goal is not to like make you feel pain. Like my goal is for you to actually learn how to do this and continue to do it. Cause it's going to help. Yeah, for sure. You know? So. Yeah. But I think just teaching, um, there's plenty of traditional athletes in there, but just teaching endurance athletes, how to do a lot of stuff is really important. Yeah. All right, man. So it's Friday night. Both just got done with probably long weeks. We both work kind of long, long hours with our clients and put a lot of time into stuff, but we got a little football. Me and you're both football, big, huge football fans. Yep. And a uh, couple games this weekend. We got Bengals and Chiefs. We got Rams and 49ers. We don't even have to mention the games last week because it's freaking nuts, like just yeah. crazy stuff going on. But who you got? Well, I mean, you know I'm not a huge NFL guy. I'm a college guy. But, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm right outside of Cincinnati, so I got to go with the Bengals. Ooh, you know, just because, you know, everybody loves Joey B. He's, he's easy to like, I think. He seems to be very easy to like. And, you know, even though I'm going to throw this out here, I'm not a Patrick Mahomes hater. I think he's, I think he's a good dude too. Oh yeah, for sure. But, you know, get your brother and your girlfriend under control like they're ridiculous (laughs) so just for that fact i hope you lose Uh, that's hilarious you know i I didn't even know he i didn't know anything about this until a week ago when somebody was posting something about it uh yeah kind of goofy dude it's brutal his younger brother just does a bunch of goofy social media it's just like very cringeworthy stuff idiot And he's done nothing with his life, apparently, except follow his brother around. Well, this is how stupid I am. I I, I will pick the Bengals because I want the Bengals to win, even though I probably have $1,500 worth of bets with my buddy who's from Ohio. That would, that would ruin me, but his family's gone through a lot this year, and I think it would bring so much joy to that family that I'm willing to pay a good chunk of money to see those those guys smile in any other freaking year or world that I would never ever root for against my own dollars, but I got to root for Dude, the Bengals. Hey, the, the, the Raiders game, I was lucky enough to get, you know, like I haven't been to a Bengals game since I've lived up, lived here. I've been here six years. You oh, know? Wow. Um, just cause I'm not an NFL guy, but I was lucky enough. Um, somebody was nice enough to invite me to the Bengals game against the Raiders, their first playoff game this year. Um, you know, nice. We got to be in the suite. It was nice. It was cool. Yeah. But, like, to see how happy – because I was surrounded by a bunch of Bengals fans, how happy they were when they won. Like, because – and I identify with that, being a WVU fan. <laughs> yes. you know, most of the time it's just brutal. Yeah. So, I identify with that. So, I want them to win, like, tenfold. Yeah, I agree. Well, dude, think about it. like they, they've sucked since we were like in fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. 
that's that's just nuts. No, Dude, I, I remember I remember watching that game. Like even when I was a kid, I watched that Super Bowl, the Bengals 49ers. I think it was 88. Yep. You know? Um, big Icky Woods fan back then. Icky oh. Shuffle. <laughs> you know? How could you not love that? But um, so I get it. I hope they win. As far as the other game. Um Wait, I'm going to interrupt you really quick. So I got to tell you how, really quick, how I got those bets. So my buddy, Jared, April of 2020, came out here with his kid who's 13 or 14. He's 14 at the time. And yeah. uh, is right when COVID started and his kid's sports got canceled and school was out. So he's like, I'm finally going to come and see you because he just couldn't. So we went right on his buggy. We went camping and all stuff. The last night, opened up a bottle of nice whiskey. And we're, I'm at 9,000 feet. Yeah. Um. And he lives at sea level, basically. And he's probably 40 pounds lighter than I am. So I'm looking, I was like, hey, this is good whiskey, but but you you gotta you gotta pace yourself because we didn't even drink the whole weekend until the, the last night. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I was like, all right. So two drinks in, I get a piece of paper and we just start making bets because he, he's talking so much smack about Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and he and he's just a big homer, big fan and everything. I think we had like 10 to 15 bets on the on the piece of paper before it was over with. And they all added up to like fifteen hundred bucks. I think the biggest one is like five hundred bucks that the Bengals would not win the Super Bowl in five years, something like that. Um, but the very last one was I bet him that there's no way that he could get to Columbia, Missouri, which was the halfway point between here and his house, by six p.m. the next day, which is eleven hour drive. So all he had to do was leave here by six o'clock in the morning. So I just overserved him. I got up at five. <laughs> I got up at five thirty. I was sipping on my coffee and reading like in the kitchen and at like 6:20, at the time that I knew there was no way that he could make it no matter what he did. I went and woke him up and said, Hey, just leave that 50 bucks on the table on your way out. <laughs> you would do some shit like that. Come on, man. It was amazing. Hey, wake up. You're a grown man. You got an alarm on your phone. You shouldn't make sure. that. Sure. All right. So LA versus San Fran. I don't know, man. I, I, I guess I just got to go with the Rams. Yeah, that's easy. They're at home. You know, I'm sure, like, there's going to be a, quite a few 49ers fans because – So close. I'm, yeah, so I'd say go with the Rams. I'll pick the Rams. Um, honestly, I would like to see the 49ers win, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I would like to see them win, but I think the Rams are going to win. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. Like, neither one of us have a team that we really care about. It's just fun to see yeah. some good games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think Stafford, uh, after spending eternity in football hell in Detroit, uh, yeah. he deserves some some good times. Out there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So. Sweet. Well, Lambo, good chatting with you, man. We'll catch up every once in a while. I think uh, – some combination of the four coaches on the virtual training center will we'll catch up for the podcast and we'll start bringing some guests on and picking the brain of of other people that aren't directly in our circle so we can learn some stuff and maybe tell some cool stories so that's going to be the goal here yeah sounds good man all right buddy have a good night thanks for listening y'all later jones Thank you for listening to Athlete on Fire. Stay fired up with additional resources and information at athleteonfire.com.